Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm going to be sharing an amazing Metropolitan Masterpiece with you today. Just a quick reminder before the episode starts, all sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find a link in the episode description as well as on Instagram at accessible.art.history and at metropolitan.masterpieces. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. In Hinduism, Shiva is one of the primary deities. Depending on the branch, he is either the supreme deity or one of a select group of top deities. Either way, Shiva is incredibly important and widely worshipped. Additionally, in this religion, gods have multiple guises depending on the time, story, and situation. For example, today's metropolitan masterpiece is a stunning statue of Shiva in the guise of Nataraha, or Lord of the Dance. This cosmic ritual shows the god's role as creator, protector, and destroyer of the universe. So to learn more about it, keep on listening. And one quick note, I will do my best to pronounce all names and styles, but I apologize if I do mispronounce something. I'm not very well versed in any of the languages or dialects of the Indian subcontinent, but mean no disrespect if I mispronounce something. Dating from around the 11th century CE, this statue of Shiva is stunning. It's made of copper alloy, which is why age has given it a greenish tinge. The work has a simple studded base, but Shiva doesn't stand on it. Instead, his foot tramples a dwarf-like figure representing Aspamara Purusha, the illusion that leads people astray. Shiva's other foot kicks up, showing us that he's engaged in dance. He has four hands. His upper right hand holds the Damaru, or hand drum, that made the first sounds of creation, while his upper left hand holds a fire that will destroy the universe that's known as the Agni. Shiva's other two hands point towards his foot, making sure that we can tell that he's dancing. In fact, Shiva is dancing so enthusiastically that his hair is flying around. This entire scene is set within a flame halo, once again enforcing the divinity of this piece. As beautiful as this statue is, it's also important to understand it as a religious object. Shiva is one of the gods of the Hindu pantheon. This is the world's oldest surviving religion, with traditions dating back to around 4,000 years ago. Hinduism does not have a specific founder, instead it's a combination of philosophies, traditions, and stories. Most scholars believe that the Indus Valley in modern-day Pakistan was the origin point of Hinduism, sometime between 2300 and 1500 BCE. Around the end of that time period, Indo-Aryan people immigrated to the Indus Valley, bringing their traditions and fusing them with the beginning ones of Hinduism. We call this period, between 1500 and 500 BCE, the Vedic period, because it was during this time that the Vedas were written. These are the oldest texts in Hinduism and describe many important traditions, including sacrifices and chanting. It wasn't until the epic, Puranic, and classic periods between 500 BCE and 500 CE that we see the worship of deities like Shiva. Other deities include the preserver Vishnu and his avatars Rama and Krishna, the creator Brahma, Saraswati, the goddess of learning, Lakshmi, the goddess of prosperity, and Pravarti, the goddess of power. However, there are many, many other deities in this religion, and it would just take too long to name them all. Today, around 1 billion people practice Hinduism. 94% of these adherents live in India. In general, practitioners divide themselves into four main denominations, Vishasnicism, Shaivism, Shaktism, and Smartism. The first of these three believe in different divine beings as a supreme leader, but the final one is more of a combination of different philosophies and beliefs. Because today's metropolitan masterpiece features Shiva, let's dive in and talk about his role in Hinduism. Often known by his moniker, The Destroyer, Shiva is usually shown in control of the universe. He has the power to both protect and destroy things as he pleases, making him one of the three most powerful gods in the Hindu religion. Like many gods, Shiva has many guises. 
In his destroyer role, he's often shown as fearsome and slaying demons, but he has a soft, kinder side. Sometimes Shiva is shown as an aesthetic, living hidden away in the mountains and practicing yoga, which he invented. Other times, he's shown as a husband and father, a true family man. Shiva was married to Bhavarti, the goddess of power, and they share three children, Ganesha, Kartikeya, and Ashokasandrai. One of the most fascinating ways that Shiva is shown is as a lingam, a tradition dating back to the 3rd century BCE. You might be familiar with this term if you've seen the second Indiana Jones movie, The Temple of Doom, where several lingam are stolen from villages. According to the divine text, the Linga Purana, Shiva is signless, without color, taste, smell, that is beyond word or touch, without quality, motionless, and changeless. As one of the sources of the universe, Shiva can be manifested in this Linga form. These objects are typically rounded cylinders, sometimes with additional decoration. Some scholars believed that they are meant to be phallic images, but this idea is now widely disputed and even frowned upon. These sacred objects are found throughout India, especially in areas that follow the Shaivism tradition. Over the millennium, Hinduism has developed a complex language of symbols. This allows viewers to understand traditions, stories, and more with just a few images. That is what makes this sculpture so remarkable, because it combines multiple symbols in conjunction with one another to show us who Shiva is. Firstly, he dances on the demon, combined with multiple hand gestures, showing the viewer that he is the creator, preserver, and destroyer of worlds. His dance and wild flying hair indicate that he is enthusiastically and vigorously involved in the process. By encasing Shiva in a ring of fire, he is within the never-ending cycle of time. He is eternal, always performing his sacred duty. Next, I'm going to discuss the culture that created this work and its place at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. But first, let's take a quick break. Alright, now that we're back, let's discuss the Chola dynasty of India. Although the family's roots can be traced back to the 2nd century CE, they came to dominate the region by the 9th century CE. They are based in southern India and eventually included Sri Lanka in their domain. The Chola dynasty utilized a strong military in order to expand its borders. Once these goals were achieved, the, the king would send out politically savvy ambassadors to foster trade and good relationships with, with rulers of the surrounding areas. Beside their strong borders, the Cholo rulers were known as great patrons of the art and architecture. They were known to be deeply religious and use their wealth to commission great temples and beautiful pieces like the Shiva and Nataraja. By the 13th century, the Chola dynasty declined. They were overrun by other powerful families and their armies. The fate of the last of the family line, Virasekara Chola, is unrecorded, but historians speculate that he fell in battle or was captured and executed. One of the great monuments of the Chola dynasty is called the Brihada Savara Temple. It's located in Thanjavar and is dedicated to Shiva. Built by the Chola Emperor Rahaaja I between 1003 and 1010 CE, it's part of the UNESCO World Heritage Site known as the Great Living Chola Temples. It's connected to today's Metropolitan Masterpiece because it's believed that the statue was commissioned either for the temple or someone to place at the temple. This structure goes up in a triangle shape akin to a skinny pyramid, but instead of being smooth like other periods in ancient history, the outside of the structure is shelved. Statues and carvings decorate the entire outside. They show different scenes from Shiva's life and his powers combined with multiple decorative elements. It's no wonder that this is the most visited temple in the Tamil region of India. The sculpture of Shiva Nataraja is a part of the Asian art department at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. This department covers a wide geographical region from Afghanistan, the Indian subcontinent, 
Southeast Asia, China, Korea, and Japan. They're objects dating back from 2000 BCE all the way to the present, organized both geographically and chronologically. Curators utilize about 35,000 objects to tell the many stories of these amazing cultures. You can find the statue of Shiva Nataraja in Gallery 240. The Shiva Nataraja displays the full strength, power, and glory of a Hindu god. Encompassed by a halo of fire, viewers can fully appreciate his role in the universe. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Make sure to tune in next week when I discuss Carpo's sculpture, Ugliano and his sons. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history and at metropolitan.masterpieces for updates and to keep an eye out for the next episode. They drop every week on your favorite podcast platform. If you prefer to listen on YouTube, you can find episodes there on Well, about two weeks after each episode is posted. Cheers and see you for the next episode.